You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hey, what's going on? Brand new day. Rise and shine, baby. Black Friday. Go get yourself some deals. You got to turn on your mic? No, I'm just going to yell so yours picks it up. Right on. Maybe I'll just twist it this way so we can both. Yeah, just put it in the middle. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Hop and start here today. <laughs> We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. We have a simple and permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things Basement Eve. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Welcome aboard. You made it. We did it's it. Friday. Peter Klein is here. He's in for George Rusick. My name's Matty Rose. Gosh darn right I am. Have you had fun this week? Yeah, it's been fun. I was thinking about it on my walk uh, down to the car today. I was like, this is week is blown by. I think we've yeah. had a lot of fun this week. Yeah, it's been a blast. Patty Dumas here. Hey. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Hey, how about them Packers? That was a nice win. You saw it coming, didn't you? Wax and Gibbous? Yeah. yeah. Undefeated. I, I'm never going to doubt the Wax and Gibbous moon ever again. I think next week we've got to do more picks based on astrology. Yeah. I think that's what we got to do. I don't general. know whose who's star chart we got to look at, but we got to look at some star charts. Yeah, 100%. Might have to get the better half involved. GVP's here running the board still. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And uh, we got a great show for you today. Morning report. Prime ready to go. Flames take on the Dallas Stars tonight. 6.30 puck drop down in Dallas at the American Airlines Center where the Flames are 5-0 and in their last five trips. Hmm. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, this is also a very good Stars team, though. Yes. So don't hang your hat on uh, recent success down in Dallas. Yesterday, they had a nice Thanksgiving dinner at the Coleman family household. I don't know if you saw the picture, but it looked like there was like 50 people there for their Thanksgiving celebration. That would have been a lot of fun. We'll dive into the game. We'll tee it up for you uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. I also got some NFL thoughts. I also have a fun listener engagement segment that we're going to get to at the end of the 7 o'clock hour. Ooh. Yes. uh, Connor McGay, he's going to join us at 8. He is the play-by-play voice of your Colorado Avalanche. And the problem is that the Colorado Avalanche play the Flames on Saturday, but we just really love talking to Connor here on the morning show. Yeah. So we said, yeah, well, maybe we'll just get him on Friday. That way we we don't just skip a chat with Connor on the season. So he's going to join us just after 8 o'clock. Matt Devlin going to join us at 8.30. Raptors, nice win over the Pacers there. That game was banana. We will ask him about single banana? Single banana. Okay, yeah. right on. We'll ask him all about that. And uh, the weekend coming up here, it's been a pretty solid start. For the Raptors. A little yeah. up and down, but I think it's kind of what we expected at this point. New coach, new point guard, getting everything figured out. So, yeah, yeah hitting their stride. Hitting their stride. That's all you can ask. Uh, we got all that coming up in the show for you today. Plus, we got bloopers. It's going to be a fun program. But right now, joining us a little bit early today is Frank Saravalli. He joins us uh, for South Trail Exports with inventory shortages across the city. It's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit South Trail Exports dot com uh frank of course works for daily faceoff joins us down the uh atlas pizza and 
Sports Bar guest hotline as well. And uh, lots to talk about with our NHL insider. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I am pretty good. A little bit of a uh, Thanksgiving hangover, but it was a really good day. What's the day like for you? Lay it out for us. Uh, well, it starts early, and yesterday I had a, a special guest visitor in town joining us for Thanksgiving from Edmonton, oh. uh, so that was fun. So uh, morning started out, I actually had my, my first cocktail before 9 a.m. I met up with a few buddies and uh, then uh, just kind of hung out, watched football. Wait, when you say cocktail at 9 a.m., like, are we talking like a, like a, a Moscow like mule, a or like, like a, a Bailey's and coffee? Yeah. Oh, Oh, a big frothy yeah. pint of Guinness. Yeah, I mean oh. that's that's breakfast in a glass. Isn't yeah, it? I like it's that. Like a morning smoothie. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's about the healthiest thing I do. So um, <laughs> right on it, that plus uh, some football and then a food coma right around four p.m. and you're on your way. What was the best thing you ate yesterday? Um. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this. But um, I really like stuffing, and so my my hack with stuffing is throw a little American cheese on top and then toss it in the microwave and melt it. Yeah. And then just slather it in gravy. I like it. I like it a lot. I might have to incorporate that around the holidays or next time Thanksgiving rolls around up here. I feel like I really could have used that like a couple of months ago, like a month and a half ago, six weeks ago, something like that. But yeah. that's fine. It's all right. Um, did you have a big nap too? No, nah, no nap. Mm. The kids were very excited, so I uh, kept uh, kept going. I did a big scroll today on a, a Twitter feed that was strictly people who had sent in their pictures of their relatives sleeping at Thanksgiving celebrations. So, so that was a lot oh, of fun man. for me this morning. I yeah. have an I have an uncle every year. By the way. He's yeah. He's a little, everyone has like one family member that's extremely weird, mm-hmm. and I have an uncle that. First off, not only and if you don't know what this is, look it up. He he wears a dicky, still, which is like the fake turtleneck that yep. goes like over top of your shirt. Like, really? Uh, like cousin like cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation. He still does. So he wears that, but it's not to be funny. Like it's like serious. Like he wears like. Like uh, like khakis and a blazer with it as well, um, but then every single time he comes over, he immediately takes a nap after eating, and I'm like, "Does this look like a holiday into you? What are you doing here?" I got a, and it's pretty much the only time we see him. All like Thanksgiving and Christmas; those are the only two times we see him the entire year. He dusts off the dicky, comes over, eats a bunch of food, has a nap, and then pieces out. Exactly. Hmm. I think he's kind of got it made. I'm not going to lie. You know, the Dickie's an interesting choice. He, I'm imagining like a Zach Galifianakis-like character. No, no, okay. no, no. Like, this is totally serious. Like, nothing about this is Zach Galifianakis. Hmm. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> it's a little early. It's all good. Uh, and thank you for joining us a little bit earlier here today. Uh, as we get into the weekend, the Calgary Flames have a... Very tough schedule here. They'll play the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche on a back-to-back. The team's been playing better lately. Where do you think the Flames are at as far as looking at their future? It feels like this run before the holidays is going to decide a lot. Well, it does, and and my argument would be that it probably shouldn't. And look, I know that I was one of those people out there at the beginning of the season saying, 
look, this team has a great opportunity here. They were embracing the underdog mentality. They came in with great vibes. Uh, I spent time in Calgary at training camp around the team. Like everything felt like it was moving in the right direction. The problem is what we saw to start this year was really a continuation of last year. And not to say that the Calgary Flames can't make the playoffs this year. Look how soft the Central and Pacific divisions are outside of the top three teams in each division. My thing is what you really should be aiming for instead of squeaking into the playoffs should be a 10-year run, a 10-year window of sustained competitive success where you have the ability every year to be in the mix to win a Stanley Cup. I don't think this Flames team as assembled right now is part of that conversation or really even close to it. And for that reason, rather than spinning your tires, trying to push and hang on to guys and get in and then say, oh, well, that could be us. Anything could happen. We could be the Florida Panthers that get all the way to the Stanley Cup final as an eight seed. I think the more prudent move is to go out and especially this year with the way some of your contracts are structured, go out this year and, and begin to accumulate assets that you can then flip for meaningful pieces so that it's not a five to eight year rebuild. It's a two year turnaround into something that you really want to be. Do you think that the team would do something like before the holiday freeze, or is this something where they could hold out on all of these pieces if, and, and wait till the trade deadline? I think they're open to anything. I think that's the truth. I think if it if they got a price that they believed is is in their wheelhouse for one of their pending UFAs before the freeze, they would take a swing. I think it's been slow going. I think it's been a bit more slow going than they even imagined. And I think everyone in the meantime has sort of positioned it like, well, you know, they're kind of waiting to see what happens and what develops. I think Craig Conroy and Jerome McGinley and this front office team are in a spot where they see the big picture pretty clearly. Now, if you go on a miracle run and you, you know, you don't do anything, then so be it. But I think the much more prudent play is to get out in front of it. One of the teams that's been linked to the the flames and the, the uh, particularly the players on the blue line that they have potentially available is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they, they just put John Klingberg on LTIR yesterday. Does that move maybe affect the timeline for Toronto looking to, to get another defenseman? Well, it certainly opens it up, right? I mean, yeah. that's the big thing that they were up against is a cap crunch that they also had to figure out a way to get Timothy Liljegren back when he's healthy. Um, that was a big part of it. And so they were kind of on the sidelines waiting. Now they're in the mix and they have $4.1 million in cap space that they can go out and spend. I don't think they're saving it for later. Like I think there's a strong suspicion that John Klingberg is out for the entire season and won't be back, which would allow them to spend freely. Uh, they don't have final and complete sign off on that. That's sort of the thought process. They're still trying to determine with doctors, are we going to go the rehab route, which will you know, leave us some months and then potentially open up the idea of coming back for the playoffs, or are we going the surgery route, which would take him out completely for the rest of the season. That's what they're still trying to figure out. But in the meantime, the Leafs are certainly in the game. I think the big question is when you look at Toronto and the way they defend, I know a lot of people were picturing Nikita Zadaroff. To me, 
it, you know, I, and I don't, I not in Brad Tree Living's brain. I, I certainly wouldn't profess to be. I would wonder if if Tanev is even a better fit than Zadorov if he were to target one of the Flames' defensemen. I just take both. You know, just get them both. Give us a bunch of stuff, and uh, and we'll just work it out that way. Yeah, I mean, if only it were that easy, right? <laughs> I mean, that it's not even a cap thing. It's like, how could you possibly present enough assets if you're Toronto to make that work? Yeah, that that would be quite a haul. I think that people are anticipating for for both of those players. What's next for John Klingberg? It's a great question. Uh, tell me how healthy he is. Honestly, didn't even know he was injured. And the fact that he said it's something that he's been dealing with for a while. Like for it years. Certainly feels to, it certainly feels to me like this is, I don't want to say, it certainly wouldn't present an injury as a convenience, but his play has really, it's not fallen off. It's been consistently poor for 18 months now. And it just so happens to come at a time, this LTIR move, when the fan base, everyone can see plainly that he's not up to snuff, and all of a sudden, this is an injury I've had for years, and now I can't play anymore. Uh, elsewhere in the league, it continues to all fall apart in Edmonton. Um, if I were Jay Woodcroft, I would have a Twitter account solely dedicated to just tweeting, still my fault, um, after after every Oilers loss, but he's a bigger man than I am. Uh, what is next for, for the Oilers? Um, is I would imagine goaltending is a big issue for them. Um, they probably want some help on the blue line. Do you think a move for them is imminent? I, it certainly feels like sooner rather than later. And I just don't know how long you can let this goaltending drag on, not just in 32nd place in the league, but historically bad. 864 save percentage heading into this afternoon's game in Washington. And you're saying, when's this team going to get a stop? When are they going to give themselves a chance to win a game? I mean, you get through the first period the other night in a game in Carolina. Doesn't It's not must win, but it's certainly trending in that direction to, to save their season. We're, we're two weeks away from them being on life support. And they allow four in the first. Like, they can't get a stop. And, yes, the defensive zone play in front of them is poor. Yes. Their top players haven't been able to outscore their mistakes. All those things matter, but you got to get some kind of support there, whether it's someone off the scrap heap, whether it's an inexpensive acquisition, or whether you go the whole nine yards and feel like you need someone that is an upper echelon level goalie that truly gives you a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Those options should all be on the table. This Oilers team should not be leaving any stone unturned this year given the players in their prime, given the expectations, given everything that's at stake with, you know, you've got Leon Dreisaitl able to extend and sign a new contract this summer. You want everyone in prime position to be able to keep your competitive core, giving it a chance to win every year. The thing that I struggle with with the goaltender is that it it feels like such a solution to a problem that that is so much bigger than that like I just watched three four the, the first four period first period goals from that Hurricanes game and it is just terrible breakdowns across the ice what if this team just isn't that good what if they have two superstars and they've got three really good players and apart from that just not that good okay so let me ask you this the San Jose Sharks do they have some of the same breakdowns do pick another really poor team in the league but why is their goaltending 300 basis points better than the Edmonton Oilers? Like, I get 
that mistakes happen. This is a game of mistakes. But when you are consistently, every single opportunity ends up in the back of your net, I'm sorry, but the goaltenders have to share some of that blame as well. Like, mm-hmm. why can't you get some stops? Yeah, it's true. Is Which goalies are good enough that are available that would help this team get to that 664 winning percentage that they need to maintain for the rest of the season to get into some sort of a spot that we are projecting the playoffs to be at? What I would say is I I would want someone that has a track record of consistency that has a veteran presence and has been around a while and someone that isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg. And I I wrote a story two days ago on dailyfaceoff.com that outlines five realistic options for the Oilers in net. Not talking UC Soros because the Nashville Predators aren't giving him up. I quoted Barry Trotz in the piece, um, saying point blank that they're not. Same thing with the Boston Bruins and Jeremy Swayman. Like, they've got a historically good goaltending pair that is doing something no one in the league has done in 40 years. So that's part of it, is got to be realistic. You can go from Carter Hart to Jake Allen to some of the other guys on the list, and I know that this isn't going to knock anyone's socks off in Edmonton with excitement, but the guy that I would target is James Reimer. Just look at his career numbers. He's the model of consistency. 14 years, 13 of them have been over a 900 save percentage. The difference between 864, where the Oilers are now, and a 900 save percentage this season is something like 18 fewer goals against in 18 games. How many additional wins would the Oilers have this year with that type of performance? 18 fewer goals. Probably four. Well, it'd get their goal differential right back to minus one. That's a really good place to be. Well, compared to where they are now. Yeah, exactly. It's a big deal. And so I don't think he's going to cost a lot because Detroit is carrying three goalies. And they've got Alex Lyon and Billy Huso where they can more or less get similar results than what they're getting right now. And they could get a pretty decent trade ship in the meantime. I don't know. Call it at the most a second round pick. If you're Edmonton, don't isn't a second round pick to at least try and fix some of your problems worth it? Yeah. Yeah. At this point, like it feels like everything should be on the table to a certain extent. You don't want to get totally hosed in a deal, but I don't think anything should really be off the table I, I as far as care at this, point. this season. Or, and, and I know that's easy for me to say, yep. but I, I don't, you, you take whatever it is that's on the table that you feel like makes your team better because guess what? You know, what's really going to suck is if you miss the playoffs and Leon Dreisaitl says, you know what? I love Connor McDavid. I don't, I don't, I like playing here, but I don't have a chance to win here. Then what do you do? And then you say, man, I really wish I used all those assets I could to make everyone happy here and tell them that we're going for it. Yeah, it's it's wild because going into the season, I think a lot of people would have thought that they would have been up at the top of the West with teams like Dallas, with Colorado, with Vegas. Are there anybody else who belongs in that upper echelon with those three teams in the West right now? Um, Vancouver, would L.A. The, would be the two I'm looking at. L.A. would be, yeah, the team that I'd be staring at and saying they're right there. Um, I'll tell you what, Winnipeg has really surprised me this year. And the interesting thing about that is that Connor Hellebuck had a really tough first couple weeks of the season. Um, I've been impressed with the Canucks 
I think the one thing that the Canucks are struggling with right now is their defensemen. Tyler Myers, Mark Friedman both went out in the game the other night. They were already short. Carson Soucy, they're in one now. Like, they're having to use all the depth defensemen last year that made their team struggle, and that was after going out and rebuilding their defense core. So they've been hit with a rash of injuries. They've had a great start to cushion them, but they're going to need to hang on for dear life over these next few weeks. Do we have any idea what's going on with the, the Corey Perry situation? I feel like Chicago being this quiet on it is letting speculation just want, run wild right now. It, it is, and I sympathize with them because I think they're in a bit of a tough spot. Um, I, you know, I tried to fish around a little bit yesterday on Thanksgiving. I, it's not a trade thing. Like They're not interested in and or talking to move Corey Perry. It wasn't a healthy scratch, and I know that sounds really vague, but I can't really – I can't put my finger on anything more than that. I've ruled those two things out. So it's either an injury or there's something going on in his personal life that is presenting an issue. We uh, will continue to watch. Like, this Taylor Hall injury is is – kind of unfortunate for the group as well because you would have liked to see someone of his talent play alongside Connor Bedard but it also probably makes the teams a little bit worse as far as standings and lottery picks when we're all said and done here yeah and that's okay I mean there uh you could use the support for Bedard I think he's doing just fine but at the same time their mission and mandate hasn't changed and they want to try and get as many great draft picks as possible and by the way not to say they're going to win the lottery again because the odds are certainly stacked against that, but Macklin Celebrini looks pretty unreal. Yeah, it's been uh, a, a nice start for him in the NCAA. That is for sure. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Uh, what what do you got on tap for the weekend? Is it is it a little bit of family time, a little Lalo? What do you what's the plan? I'm actually rolling in to play golf. I got a <laughs> nine ten Eastern tee time. It's going to be 50 degrees today so that's right in my wheelhouse and it's the first round of golf i've played since early september well i'm incredibly jealous so enjoy that that's going to be a lot of fun cheers man we'll talk to you soon eh thanks guys have a good weekend there you go frank servali joining us down the atlas beats and sports bar guest hotline joins us for south trail exports with inventory shortages across the city it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash visit south trail exports Dot com. If I'm Craig Conroy and company, I'm enjoying yes. that like every insider hit anywhere ever is, okay, well, this team needs a defenseman. This team also could use a defenseman. And boy, this team <sighs> really looking for defensemen right now. Like just like evil yeah, laugh, like, Mr. Burns, yeah. like excellent, you know? He's like, well, what do you want? Do you want like a top pair type of guy? Right. Do you want like a PK specialist? Do you want a little bit of muscle? Like I got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Righties, lefties, what are you after? I got I got them all. Right. I got, I got heaps. Yeah. Stocks full. Oh, yeah. Full inventory. Yeah, yeah. Come and get it. <laughs> we got great deals on right now. Yeah. Not really. You're no. going to get hosed. But come and get them. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Love yeah, terrible it. deals. Terrible like, deals. Awful, awful deals. No. Yeah, right now, just the worst. Yeah. For Black Friday, you would be shocked at how bad these deals are. You know how those places get accused of like bumping up their prices and then, oh, Black Friday, we're just staying with the bumped up prices. Yeah. We're not even, <laughs> oh, Black Friday. It's just, no, we, we're, we're just, just marking all the way up. Yeah. You have it. You don't even know inflation until you've seen these yeah. prices. No. Yeah. Come on down to Connie's, baby. <laughs> Come get yourself a blue liner. You can't have Uyghur and you can't have Anderson, though. Right. Those you can't have. No. Everyone else, well, yeah. Not within reason. We listen, yeah. Well, maybe DeSimone, too. Yeah. We like him. Yeah. Even though he was scratched last week. But Dennis Gilbert hit Good in the room. Yeah. Fights people, and they need that. Sandpaper and snot. Yeah. Want him tonight, because the Dallas Stars don't throw any hits compared to other teams in the NHL. So beat him up. That's how you're going to beat him up down in Dallas. Flame Stars tonight. Yes. Except for that one big guy who throws a lot of hits in his... Yeah, really, he, really mean. Like, yeah, Hakenpah. No, no, he used to be there. Is that? Wait, no, I'm right, right? <laughs> I think I'm right. Yeah, I was thinking of Yuki Yokipaka. Oh, That's yeah. who I was former mixing him up. Former Flame Grade, who also played in Dallas for a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they 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 don't throw a lot of hits. I was reading that in the stat pack. I got a whole bunch of stats I'm going to share with you guys just after seven o'clock. By oh, the way, oh sweet. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of Flame stuff. As they take on the Stars tonight, they'll take on the Avalanche tomorrow. Just a preposterous back-to-back. The Flames also have a back-to-back that goes Vegas, Colorado before we hit the holidays. Disgusting. Which is just love to see that. (laughs) Just pleasant, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, But we'll see how they do tonight. It's going to be a 6.30 puck drop. Here's what we got going on on the station today. Let me tell you. Uh, Jeff Merrick show coming up at 10 o'clock. Mm. Elliot Freeman will join him. Fan check down at noon. Lots to discuss. Yes. There's going to be an NFL game coming right up in around. the afternoon. After that. Shortly after that. Yeah. One o'clock. Something yeah. like that. Um, Dolphins and Jets today. So they'll talk about that on the fan check down. Sportsnet today at one o'clock. We got the PDL cast three. Flames talk at four. The pregame show is going to go at five. And then it says Flames and Stars at 6 here, but I'm pretty sure... It's 6.30. Puck I, drop I, is at 6.30? I assume 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll get your post-game show, of course. Uh, we also got a couple Wranglers games on the radio this weekend. Wranglers Saturday and Sunday, both at 1 o'clock. Flames uh, also play Saturday night against Colorado, and obviously that'll be right here on Sports 960 for you, too. Uh, lots to get to still. Morning report coming up next. Patty's got it all prepped and ready to go for us. We got our bloopers later on in the show. We got a great program plan for you so stick around sports at 960 the fan we're riding this train right into the weekend oh, full yeah. steam right ahead all aboard <laughs> if you listen to the podcast this makes no sense to you <laughs> and it probably hasn't for like a year and a half I know. but if you listen to live there you go quad city djs you're playing grooving. right now hmm it has just, been so hard for me to not reference the music playing at the start of like every segment that we have. It's just like, do oh, wait, it. Nope, doesn't just make do sense. Do it. It's fine. As long as you just name what the song is, they can listen to themselves. Yeah. They can live vicariously. They can recreate the experience. Exactly. I might listen to this on my way out of the building today. Just saying. Just it keep might, this might, going. 
Might be a Quad City DJ type of day. Keep this looped under the whole show. And then just watch Space Jam later. Maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I will. Your moves are great, by the way, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the dad dance. Yeah. Like, kind of the Carlton. Yeah. yeah. It's very nice. God, I wish we had cameras in here. <laughs> yeah. That would be neat. Uh, let's get you caught up on yesterday. Yeah, no sure. hockey, lots of NFLs. So the hockey gets going early today as uh, Thanksgiving down in the uh, United States of America mm-hmm. means that daytime hockey today on Friday. Mm-hmm. Hope mm-hmm. you enjoy Many hockey. Yes. Let's go. Let's do it for the morning report. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them, beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. Yeah, uh, the Flames play game three of four on this road trip tonight in Dallas. Hope they had a good time and played Coleman's parents' house. Because they got a really that good... That was a huge crowd of people. Uh, it, it was I haven't seen this yet. Massive. Picture I haven't seen it. Is it on their Twitter? Uh, I don't know. One of the local aggregators oh, reshared okay. it. It was on Coleman's Twitter. Either also. way, uh, hopefully they had a nice dinner. Uh, they got a good team tonight. They're playing into the Dallas Stars. Uh, Flames missed a chance to go to 500 with a win over Nashville. And they're going to close this trip out with two of the NHL's elite. Dallas today, Colorado tomorrow. Uh, Connor Zari continues to be day-to-day. Not sure if he's an option tonight. Didn't get much news out of the skate yesterday in Big D. Uh, they will have a pregame skate coming up at 1030. Uh, so we'll see if there's any potential uh, line changes and who will be a net. Bigger Markstrom might be the guy uh, playing a back-to-back. But you need the two points tonight. And you probably need to have your best player on the ice. Yeah, so, I certainly think help. so. Yeah. Uh, his career numbers against the Stars are okay. But his recent career numbers against the Stars are bad. I think yeah. in his last like seven starts, it's like a 4.67 goals against average against the Dallas Stars. I also wouldn't be shocked if we see Vladar today. And then and you March say you go with your, your stud goalie on the second half of a back-to-back when you might be worried about the legs being a little bit heavier. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean... It's tough no matter how you, you look at it. Like it, it these are not a good matchup, no. No, no. And also I, I would suggest that given how last year went, maybe Markstrom's recent numbers against most teams might be a bit of a challenge. <laughs> so um yeah, no, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. This feels really daunting, these last couple of games. Also, you did show me that picture of all the people at Blake Coleman's. That is far too many people to be cooking food for. It's a lot. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was a catered event. Yeah, yeah that probably makes sense. I wonder if Blake paid yeah. for it. Well, I, maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I don't it's know. probably not really relevant. Yeah, it's not. No, yeah. No. I just, I, it feels like it would be expensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Feeding like a, a herd of NHLers yeah. as well they as the rest eat, of your family for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not cheap. No, Feeding me for Thanksgiving is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Buying groceries is expensive yeah. for two people for a week. For yeah. me. For me. I don't even eat that much. Oh, I do. <laughs> you do you? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, look at me. Yeah, it's a... Big unit. Yeah. <laughs> Big, uh, boy. Big boy. Yeah, there it is. I almost <laughs> ah, Almost got him. Almost. Flames Talk pregame comes your way at 5. Call goes a little after 6.30 with Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson right here on Sports at 960. Oh, also, also, Derek texted me after the show yesterday. Yes. And Derek told me, did you guys play any of the audio from the end of the broadcast? And I went, I have no idea what you're talking about. We played audio, but I don't know what you're talking about. 
there was um, a ref mic that was a little hot on oh, our no. broadcast on Wednesday as the Flames and Predators played a pretty chippy game, I will add. Yes. Uh, we got some of that audio for you coming up after 7 o'clock. Ooh. Excited to hear that. Trust me, it is pretty good. <laughs> There's one thing you love. It's a referee who doesn't know that people can hear him. Ah. Uh. Love that's great. Uh, moving pictures for tonight's CC game. Peel. Oh, beyond Sportsnet West, yes. <laughs> you see Eddie Lack was going after. He's like, I, I just I don't need know to, if he was going. After I know he's going him after, but he's going. I just like, I need a drink more. Yeah, yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. get. Like, he's like, you can do it. He posted yeah. the yeah. Peel yeah, responded. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Uh, Flame stock, yeah. Free game five. Game is left six thirty. Uh, moving pictures John on Sportsnet Schneider. West. <laughs> <Judge>. Rob Schneider. <laughs> John, John Schneider John is the manager of the Toronto. Blue Jays. <laughs> or the GM of the Seattle Seahawks. Either way. There's two John Schneiders. Okay, uh, you threw me off that. there. I was really I was like, well, no, I oh. can't have been wrong twice in a no, sentence. No, 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 you're right. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk about the, the next month for this team. How about the next four? After tonight, into Denver, then home to Vegas, home to Dallas, home to Vancouver. They also need to make the Dome an absolute house of horrors to play. The next uh, six after they get home, all at home. So, then you make the Dome a tough place to play. 3-3-1 three, three and one at home. That's all right. Nice to be nice to bump that up a little bit. Yeah, get those shall be challenging. numbers. Pump those numbers up a bit. Yeah. Uh, those rookie numbers. Yeah. Uh, NHL, uh, sort of four, no games yesterday, obviously, with being U.S. Thanksgiving. But 14 games today around <laughs> the rink. Buckle up. Yeah. Good chunk of them get underway this afternoon. I think there's nine of them that start before 530. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to it at 11 o'clock on Sportsnet 1. Original six contest. The Bruins always play on the Friday morning after Thanksgiving. They're hosting the Red Wings. Uh, Rangers host the Flyers at noon. The Leafs play their first game on North American soil in about over a week, I would think. Yep. Uh, they'll take on the Corey Perry list Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, where you at, Corey? Uh, we'll, we'll find out. Maybe. It's a weird uh, situation. It is weird. Uh, three games coming also, your way. Also, like, it's, it's Corey Perry. Like, yeah. yeah. And Chicago. But it I is mean, Chicago. Yeah. yeah. It's actively it's, trying it's, to it's, lose. It's a little strange. Sure. Yeah. But, like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, three games coming your way at one, including the Oilers looking to avoid another defeat as they're taking on the Hot Hot Caps. Uh, Devils host the Jackets. Predators are into St. Louis. And then at 130 on Sportsnet 1, the Ducks and Kings do a little freeway matchup. And then the Habs are into San Jose. I can imagine that game will be all red this afternoon. I don't think there's going to be too many Shark fans out there. There's going to be a lot of Habs fans probably. In San Jose? Yeah, let's travel. The Habs fans travel in, Even in sunny this, destinations. Yeah. But this is a nice place to be this time of year, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Could have maybe caught that Diners game. Wait, could've. no, that was in Seattle no, yesterday, was wasn't it? Seattle, I mean, you yeah. still could have. You could have, yeah. yeah. I guess like on a TV or something. <laughs> well, Planes can, exist. Yeah, well, all of a sudden the, the geographic part doesn't make sense. But yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess. At uh, 4 o'clock, the Penguins are into Buffalo. You can watch that one on uh, Ontario East and Pacific. Penguins might have caught the uh, the Niners game last night. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Planes exist. Yeah. So. Planes exist. <laughs> they could have gone from Seattle, and they could have gone to Buffalo overnight. Yeah. You could have uh, done it. Little red eye. Uh, Listen, it's not ideal, but you can do it. Yeah. You want no sense of adventure? Do whatever you want. world is your oyster. YOLO. 5.30. Uh, Senators <laughs> host the Islanders. Uh, six, six o'clock Jets look for a fifth straight hosting the or uh, into Florida taking on the Panthers uh, and then uh, the Battle of the Storms Lightning take on the Hurricanes at 630 uh, the Flames Saturday opponent the Avalanche take on the Wild 
Uh, more on the Avs at 8.05 with the voice of the Avalanche, Connor McGahee. And oh, then, so they got a back-to-back, too. Yeah. And they're going from Minnesota to Colorado? Yeah. All right. I guess I feel slightly better yeah. about tomorrow's game now. And uh, late out west, the Canucks visit the Ka- their Cascadia rivals, the Kraken. Mm. Uh, Feels with- like they've played like six times already this year. Yeah, I think they've only played each other. Hmm. Is it? Is it their first matchup this no, year? No, it's think? no, it's not their first. It's at least their second, if not their third. Yeah, Canucks put ten on them. Um, oh, that's earlier. right. That's right. Mm. My bad. Game notes aren't uploaded yet, but um, right. That's okay. Just Too a, bad. Uh, I know you have a lot to get to, and I'm interrupting. We got nothing at seven. It's um, right. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Layout. I think it, you, you have the entire day, right? Like, they're starting at 11. They're ending at basically, like, 11 hour time. Well, Why are any of these games starting at the same time? Why aren't? No, are. Detroit and Boston at 11. Put Rangers Flyers on at 11.15 and stagger it that way. Why are you have clumps of three games starting at 1, two games starting at 1.30? Spread these things out. Let someone just be able to just channel. Rangers Flyers is a national broadcast in the States on TNT. Yeah, put it at 11.15. Yeah. Um, 11, even 11.10. The NHL Just scheduling something. is 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 hilarious. We know that. Stagger it out. Uh, we talked about Corey Perry uh, a little bit there with Frank Cervalli. What the Chicago Blackhawks do with him in, next is we, un- we're, we don't know. Uh, and speaking of those Leafs, though, uh, did they just rope it out island John Klingberg? Sounds like it. Really sure feels like it. Klingberg yeah. hasn't played since November 11th. Uh, Sheldon Keefe told reporters... Uh, he's working through to determine the next steps. Obviously, Frank Cervalli joined us at 6.05, telling it's either rehab or uh, surgery to end his season. So, Leafs get $4.1 million in money. Yeah, here's the thing. Right now, today's cap hit for them is $97 million. They got 3.375 left right now as of today. It's not going to change that much because, like you mentioned, he goes on LTIR, so you don't accrue daily cap space after you put someone on LTIR. If you're thinking maybe a trade for... You know, one or two of the Flames defensemen, you could definitely fit in one of them mm. at salary retained. I believe all three of them get paid more than 3.3. So I think Zadorov's just under four. Yeah. So you couldn't get them all in or any of them in straight up. I don't think you could get both of, or two of them in with salary retained at 50%. There would have to be something coming back and it wouldn't be able to be Klingberg. It would have to be someone on the active roster. Also... They don't have a lot of picks. They got no second rounders yeah. from now until forever. They don't have their first year in 2025. 20, Bunch of fifths, though. <laughs> yeah, if you want Chicago fists, <laughs> yeah. come and get them. Oh, those are basically fourths. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Excellent news. Good. Uh, U.S. Thanksgiving yesterday, week 12 around uh, the NFL, getting underway with three NFC divisional tilts. We'll start in Detroit uh, with the division-leading Lions taking on the Packers. It did Nailed not take long. I know. Uh, (laughs) Did not take long for Green Bay uh, to show what they're bringing to the table. Uh, Jordan Love finding Christian Watson on a 53-yard throw and catch. Uh, Just like that, the Packers were off and running. That play was actually second-guessed by Matt LaFleur yesterday morning. He texted Jordan Love saying he was thinking about changing the opening play. And Jordan Love, he told him to cram it up your pie hole, LaFleur. (laughs) Uh, Packers. <laughs> is that what the text said? Is that a... I, no. I would assume... He was like, it's Thanksgiving themed, so I'm going to tell him to shove it in his pie Well, hole. I'm just going yeah. off va- uh, yeah. friggin' uh, Put your pumpkin pie hole, Dodge bud. Ball. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get the reference, but yeah. it's good. Uh, that was that really would be good. funny, though. It would be funny. If he just... <laughs> fourth year, Jordan Love telling Matt yeah. LaFleur, shove it. <laughs> I'm going to heave this ball as far as I want. You shut your mouth. I'm the gunslinger, yeah. Jordan Love, baby. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, 
Respect pa- my name. <laughs> yes. Uh, Packers score on that drive. Absolute laser from love to Jaden Reed. Uh, Detroit would have one of their two really good drives on their first touch of the ball. Uh, going along with uh, David Montgomery on a scoring drive. But turnovers would be the story in this one for Detroit. Jared Goff fumbled twice. That second one near the end of the first quarter was a backbreaker as Jonathan Owens took it for six. Uh, good on the rest for not blowing that one down. And after 15 minutes of play, Packers were up 20 to six. Yeah, loved it. Yeah. Um, didn't love it for my under. I thought it was too far too many points in the opening half. <laughs> yeah. Especially from the Packers because yeah. I was like, God, the Lions are going to do something here yeah. where they're going to do a late charge and they're going to probably break this thing on the back door. Uh, I don't want to spoil the rest of the morning report, but it's yeah. all did. It's yeah. all good. As someone who took Detroit uh, minus seven and a half in that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought after that first drive for Green Bay, I was like, huh, that, uh, <laughs> well, that, 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 that seemed really easy. easy. <laughs> that seemed really easy. Uh, the play that everyone is going to be talking about, though, is Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down again and again. But the one that is really bad was attempting the fake punt <laughs> that the Packers snuffed out in no time. And three, la- three plays later, a dagger. Motion by Kraft to the left, snap to Love. Lost the left side of the end zone. Over the shoulder, catch, touchdown, Christian Watson. Yes, yes, they make the Lions pay. Jordan Love. Detroit broadcasting. Yeah, big Lions (laughs) fans there. Uh, Jordan Love's first Thanksgiving goes damn well. Throw for 268 and three touchdowns. Packers approved to five and six after a 29-22 win. Jack Harlow's halftime? Eh? Uh, it looked like uh, I think Dolly's costume cost more than that set. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Like he, he got done pretty dirty. Like when he came out of that Oof. igloo, <laughs> uh, yeah, with like a tarp flying yeah, down, yeah, the tarp over it. The cheerleaders like, are wearing puffy jackets. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I have a few thoughts on the halftime shows that we can get into you in know, the we'll seven o'clock later. hour. It was, but, a, it was a fun day of halftime. But shows. One of the big things that my takeaway, like you, there's a video of him coming out of the igloo and he does this like kind of just like shrug and sigh where uh, I think it's him realizing like I'm about to get my ass memed. Who's, yeah. who's the guy behind him just doing the, the moves? I don't like, know. What is that? Like, I don't know. Uh, it looked like a like a middle school play <laughs> it set. Did. It did. My, my favorite it, meme on it was someone saying oh man I just beat the Jack Harlow level on GoldenEye 007 for N64. <laughs> Because it looked like just like did. a very bare bones video game set. And then Dolly Parton's set looked like it was the Grey Cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like it didn't look like it was the Super Bowl, but it looked like it was the Grey Cup. Yeah. And then, and then Steve Aoki, we saw like 10 seconds yeah. of it, and they were like, yeah, nobody yeah. cares. And now, see you. Second half. Yeah. After you have a guitar in it, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what guy in a computer? We're not showing that. Uh, deep in the heart of Texas, Dem Boys and the Commies. Story of this one has to be Dolly Parton's halftime performance. Uh, just kidding. It was probably the Cowboys' defense. Absolutely working over Sam Howell and the just Commanders. Just ask Tony Romo. Just ask Tony Romo. He loved, uh, he loved Dolly. You going to play that later? Or? Yeah, yeah you'll play that later? Yeah, okay. Zach uh, Prescott was great. He went for 331 and four touchdowns. But for good measure... Some NFL history to clinch this one. Yes, sir. Second and ten. There it is. This is history. If Bland can take it the distance, this will be the record. Bland for the fifth time has a pick six. It's never happened in the history of the NFL. And what a call by you. You got me with goosebumps, Nance. That was unbelievable. 
Tony Romo's homerism is showing. But also, either way, that was Nance's best call. It wasn't even close. <laughs> it was like, like oh my god, Nance yeah. nailed <laughs> yeah. that call. He yeah. was incredible. That's and why he's number one at CBS. Yes, that's Nance's best call since uh, Palomalu sent the Steelers to Super Bowl Forty Three. They're going to Super Bowl 43 thanks to number 43. You can really tell that he had been waiting for a play like that all game long. Yeah. And I was hoping, don't get tackled, Bland. Don't get tackled. Especially that by Sam Howell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna, oh. but yeah, that Cowboys defense. Uh, second time in two weeks and an NFL record fifth interception return for a touchdown. Dan Quinn looking like he's a heavyweight champ in the booth after that one. Deron Bland has more interceptions returned for touchdowns than Kyle Pitts has in his entire career. Oh, jeez. Whoa. <laughs> I'm serious. That's good. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even the starter to begin the year because Trayvon Diggs is hurt. Boys eating turkey legs out of the Salvation Army pot with six minutes left. Mm. Just a dominating performance from Cow- the Cowboys. They went 45-10. How about these margins of victory at AT&T Stadium this year? 20, 35, 23, 32, 35. Next two games are at home for Dallas. They've Seattle tra- and Philly. They've trailed for exactly zero seconds on home field. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then they look can look like a dog's breakfast on the road. I bet the commanders to win this game. Oh. <laughs> Fool. May I ask why? Uh, Cowboys are 1-11 in their last 12 Thanksgiving games. That w- And they lost to Washington 2020, but pra- uh, Prescott wasn't even healthy. That was the year he broke yeah. his ankle. That was uh, waxing, waxing gibbous. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a moron. <laughs> How about that? Good value, man. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't one of our big bets, I'll tell you that much. No, I that that, that was a bit of a flyer. Yeah. Really good odds, and I thought, yeah, they usually blow it on this game. Maybe, half, maybe we'll give yeah. it a try. Like, yeah, yeah the they kept it close, and yeah. then they got their teeth kicked in. Yeah. yeah. Goal kicked in. Uh, last game of the day, two uh, top two teams in the NFC West going out at Lumen Field in Seattle. Uh, Might have caught this one on Sportsnet 960 as well, and the Niners, they were off and running. Uh, after their second TD of the game, the total yards were 159 for the Niners and Zippo for Geno's Hawks. Uh, and this is a mean physical team. McCaffrey had a couple scores. It was 24-3 at the half. Second half, a little bit better start for the Hawks. They pick six Purdy, and they're within two, or uh, two touchdowns, I should say. But then they just couldn't get anything going offensively. And San Francisco put it away late in the fourth. Ayuk, they're going to motion. Use check out left. Purdy going to throw. Throws back right. Wide open, Ayuk. Touchdown! San Francisco! Oh boy. Okay. That's uh, That sounded like a parody. That was uncomfortable for me. Uh GVP, can you save that forever, please? Just throw that in my folder. That'd be lovely. Thank you. The Niners win 31-13 and pull two games in front of Seattle in the NFC West. More football today. NFC uh the NFL's first Amazon Prime Black Friday game. When the schedule was released, sure, this is a good one. Too bad you couldn't flex it out as the Dolphins are heading up to Jersey to take on the Jets. Dolphins coming in as nine and a half point favorites on the road. That's because the Jets are turning to Tim Boyle, who will make his first career NFL start. This one comes your way at one o'clock. Uh, take a guess on how many touchdowns this Jets offense has mustered this year. Oh, geez. The offense? Yeah. This number's going to be really low. I'm going to say three. Higher. I mean, there were 11 games in the season. I'll say nine. Boom. Boom. No way. Jets have nine. Uh, I didn't even know that. But. You know how many uh, how many uh, touchdowns the Dolphins' offense have scored? <laughs> Ninety. Uh, yeah, like a hundred. Uh, I'm gonna guess we're eleven games in. I'm gonna guess thirty-two. 
I'll Higher. say 35. What? Higher. 45? 39. Ooh. Oh, my God. But, yeah, kickoff at MetLife goes at 1 o'clock. Nice uh, looking Sunday. Hey, where's Susan Boyle these days? <laughs> I, Good question. I have a dream. What was the thing she had to say? America's Got Talent, the champions, and 10. Hmm. For her, yeah, uh, big turning point uh, in the game. Is she uh, more famous than Tim Boyle? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, hundred okay. percent. Right. Uh, Tim Boyle's got better calves, probably though. You don't know that. You don't know that. Tim That's Boyle? a reckless thing to say <laughs> from you on a Friday morning. <laughs> hey, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> for, Aaron Rodgers for two years beat the drum that Tim Boyle had the best calves on the Packers. So we'll see. I guess uh, she, she. Did she ever win a Grammy? Maybe. No. I don't know. Uh, AFC South battle uh, sees the Guinness Texans world records though. Nice, wow! Texans host the division leading Jags. Uh, how about this one at MetLife on Sunday? Pa- Patriots and Giants. Oh, Tom Brady and Eli Manning are sick to themselves having to watch that yeah, one. Yeah, gross. Uh, Eagles and Bills at two twenty-five from the link. Also, get yourself some Tommy DeVito. Oh yeah. Uh, did the Bills cure what ails them last week? Uh, no. Eagles look nasty on offense, but. Uh, Looking for a little bit better as they continue this five-game gauntlet. Sunday Nighter has the Chargers hosting the Ravens. Uh, Stampeders doing their offseason due diligence, re-signing a key part of that defense that missed a good chunk of this past season as well. That's defensive lineman James Vodders, who had five sacks in the team's first five games before suffering a season-ending shoulder injury in week six. Maddie, is that correct? Uh, I believe it was an arm injury. Arm injury. Okay, against the Riders. Uh, In 39 career games, the red and white, uh, Vodders has 16 sacks. Pretty dang good. Deal will keep Vodders in Calgary through 2025. Yep. They also signed uh, backup quarterback Chris Reynolds yes. and offensive lineman Brandon Weldon this week. So they've got a couple of things. That, oh, they also signed six Canadians earlier yes. on in the week, back yep. on Monday, too. A bunch of guys that they had drafted that didn't make the team and went back to school. Yep. Essentially, they signed a whole yeah, bunch they, of those guys. Uh, Cam- so. uh, the Campbell Fair, the kicker, is on there uh, as well. Uh, the Ryan Leader, the defensive lineman. Uh, is, oh, yeah, it was just a bunch of draft picks signing. Uh, and, and some sad news from the Stamps to pass yeah. along. Uh, former Stampeders defensive lineman Harold Hasselbeck uh, passed away at the age of 56 after a battle with cancer. Harold was a member of the Stampeders from 1990 through 93, winning the Grey Cup in 92, and he was an all-star in 1993. He joined the Denver Broncos in 94, playing 119 games and was a member of their back-to-back winning Super Bowl teams in 97 and 98. Yeah, there aren't a, a lot of Grey Cup and Super yeah. Bowl champions uh, he was certainly one of them. So, yeah, there was an outpouring of emotion across the CFL yesterday mm-hmm. and the NFL, too. Yes, so, for sure. Yeah, good to see him. Yep. Uh, all uh, the best. Yeah, all the best to Hasselbeck's family and the Stamps family as well. Uh, big one tonight in the uh, in-season tournament. It's essentially a loser-goes-home match as the 0-2 Raptors host the 0-2 Bulls at 5.30, depending on results earlier in the day between the Celtics and Magic. Both could be eliminated before tip-off. Oh, no. Either way, the Raptors very much a Jekyll and Hyde group this year. Blown out on Tuesday against the Magic in Orlando. Close win against the high-flying Pacers on Wednesday. What version of the Raptors will we see tonight? The version that plays a Bulls team that sucks. The, Bill, um, the Bulls do suck, yes. So that I think that helps. Uh, the man who will call that game, Matt Devlin, will join us at 8.30. Huzzah. Uh, a couple uh, in-season tournament games on Sports at 1 tonight. At 6, Freddie Van Vliet's Rockets host Joker's Nugs. Following that one, Zion and the Pels oh, take the on... Oh, the Cobra s- against Jokic. Yeah, oof. Uh, and then the uh, Cobra is Dylan Brooks, by the way. Oh, okay. But George, yeah. uh, George That's what Russell calls him. Yeah. Oh. He thinks he looks like a Cobra. I it's a bit of a. Yeah, he pulled. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is. It is a bit of a reach. Thank you. And then Zion and the Pals take on Steph and the Dubs at 8.30. Uh, this is pretty neat. 
Calgary Surge announced yesterday they're going to open the 2024 CEBL season at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Love it. Love That's going to be dope. It's going to be, I believe, it'll be the first basketball game at the Dome since the Raptors played a preseason game there a few years back. Yes. Yeah, so get the hardwood court laid down. I mean, yeah, the, the Globetrotters have played at the Dome since, but professional basketball at the Dome. See if they can rock the Calgary 88s jerseys because they mm. played in the Dome. That'd yep. be sweet. I saw the Surge did retweet uh, something from Aubrey's Sports Show, which is out of Edmonton, which is a tweet saying that they should wear their 88 jerseys and that the Edmonton team should wear their old Skyhawk jerseys as well. Do it up. And the Surge retweeted it. Ooh. Read into that what you will Ooh. with eyeball emojis. I'm not saying that it's a done deal, but... It's pretty much a done deal if uh, they tweet out eyeball emojis. Damn right. Uh, season opener will be in May of 2024. Oh, uh, local puck. Yeah, long way. Long way to go. But the weather will be nice, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calgary Wranglers will debut their outlaw jerseys tomorrow. The Black Unis yes. with the alternate horse logo against the Abbotsford Canucks. 1 p.m. start at the Dome. Uh, if you can't make it to the game and you're driving around doing some errands, throw on 960. Listen to the game with the voice of the Wranglers. Sandra Persina, Wranglers and Nukes go at uh, 1 o'clock on Sunday as well. Both the games can be heard right here. Uh, Calgary Hitman also in action tomorrow at the Dome hosting the Edmonton Oil Kings. Hitman teed off on the Oil Kings to the tune of 16-3 to in uh, two games a couple weekends ago. Uh, we'll see if the Hitman can fill the score sheet again against the lowly Oil Kings. Uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow. It can be heard on our alternate feed. AJHL, both the Calgary uh, Canucks and Okotoko Oilers play two this weekend. Oilers play back-to-back tonight in Olds and then in Sherwood Park. And then the Canucks are in Spruce Grove tonight and then into Camrose on Sunday. Uh, Davis Cup semis this weekend. Semifinal number one goes this morning on Sportsnet 1. Finland will try to shock the world and get to their first ever final. Uh, taking on Alex be stunned. Yeah. Taking on Alex Manuers, uh Australians. Uh, and then a good one in semifinal number two tomorrow. Italy and Serbia. Yannick Sinner and Novak Djokovic. They met this past weekend in the ATP Finals. Joker oh, winning his that's seventh. That's why George is off. Yeah, probably, right? He's uh, he's out in uh, Malaga watching. No, <laughs> That would be pretty sweet, though. That would have yeah, been actually cool. Yeah, if he was in Malaga, I'd be like, that's pretty sweet. It <laughs> uh, should be a great weekend uh, for World Team Tennis as we'll, uh, we'll crown a new Davis Cup winner on Sunday. Awesome. There's your morning report. Um, also, someone tagged me on Twitter. Oh, uh, in a Florida man story. Oh, yeah, oh, Florida man Friday. I forgot. There, that's fine. There, there, it's a dumb bit. Uh, there is a man <laughs> in Florida who got in an argument. Nice work, GVP. Way to be sharp. Uh, there was a man who got in an argument with his uh, his wife, forty years. Okay. Over uh, no water being in the coffee maker. Oh, yeah. He was he was angry. Oh wow. He was really mad, as he should be. So he threw a pack of Oreos at her. <laughs> I, I don't have any more details other than that. I, I didn't really. Re- I didn't need. really read the story. But uh, all right. Yeah, come and get your double stuff, I guess. Well. All right. <laughs> and good night, and good luck to you, sir. Excellent. <laughs> If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them, beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and also on 3rd Street Southeast. Our one's done in the books. I don't even know how I'd react to well, getting hit by a pack of Oreos. It'd be pretty stunned. It'd be yeah. surprising. I don't know if... I'm, I'm also the type that would be pretty appalled that someone would be like, why isn't there water in the coffee machine? Wait, why? Do it yourself. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Like, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. 
there was maybe something else bothering him that day. <laughs> he didn't come into that conversation at a one out of ten. Probably He's not. Already red line in there. Yeah, a bit. I think there was probably some some built up tension, perhaps. Yeah. Just gonna go out on a limb. Uh, coming up, we're gonna chat about the Flames and the Stars. They play tonight. I have some stats for you. We yes. also have to uh, get to some very important stuff that we missed from our broadcast back on Wednesday that we didn't get to on yesterday's show. Uh, we'll get to that in the 7 o'clock segment. 7.30, I got some thoughts on the NFL day that we saw yesterday. Plus, uh, we have a listener engagement segment coming up at the end of the 7.30 segment that I want all of you to be listening very intently for, and I want you all to be very engaged for it. It's going to come up around 7.45, 7.50-ish, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Are you guys excited for that one? I'm very excited. Yes. Yeah, yes. you guys are both yeah, very excited up. for it? Yeah. Okay, so. good. We'll tell you all about it as we continue in the 7 o'clock hour. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.